Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What's up? Hold on. My wife. How does Heaven gonna call me and then take me and send me the voicemail? Hell, I talked to you earlier today. I want to talk to you. All right, what's happening? What's happening? What is today? Is Wednesday? Today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hey. All right. Martina is bright and early, even though it's getting late. No, it is early for you. Yes. Okay. Maji's what's happening. Yes, sir. Salutations. Beat boss. My man, conspiracy is always bracketing up in here. Reg is up in here. Oh, Reg. <laughs> Macbeth, what's happening? Natasha. Hey, RC, what's happening? Mr. K2B2, what's happening? What's happening? Trey Fossip. Anthony G, what's up? What's up? Yo, um, like, did I hear about the whitest paint that makes rooms cooler? I did not know about that. I did not know that was a thing. I did not know. Um, oof, boy, um, quite a few topics to cover. Hey, what's happening, stranger? Quite a few topics to cover, and I'm just going to run through them. And then, you know, it is what it is. Ball, ball head vert, what's happening? What's happening? All right. Not the ball head Uzi. Come on. <laughs> Don't do Uzi like that, man. Uzi is, despite what you people how feel, Uzi is a, is a phenomenal talent. Uzi is by far the most talented rapper of, of all the new guys, even in the last... What year is this? 2024? 2023. Uzi is by far the most talented rapper in almost the last seven years. I, I think Uzi is a better talent than Drake. That's a discussion for another day. That is a discussion for another day. Yo, that's, that's just going to end up bad for people, you know? Either way, on the other side of it, on either side of it. Backbone, what's happening? Even the white paint is colder? That's funny. That's funny. All right, let's 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 hop right into this thing. What do I want to go first? Let's talk a little, um, where should I go? Where do I, where do I go? 
Do I go here first? No. Uh, let's see. You know, let's do this. Let's take time out to appreciate probably my favorite boxer of all time. That is Roy Jones Jr. And for me, what makes Roy Jones Jr. in my eyes the best pound for pound ever is because the majority of the time he was always holding back. And when the few times Roy would unleash his full potential on his opponent, they all go away. Like the one, the second, re, the rematch against him and Eric Montez when he just unloaded on that dude. And then this guy here, like Roy has always held back. And I wish Roy had been more offensively aggressive in his fights. Um, I don't think Roy will ever get the credit he really is due. Like pound for pound, Roy Jones Jr., you know, to me, Roy Jones Jr. is a better boxer than Ali, Sugar Ray, dare I say, Floyd, Floyd Patterson, all of, like, for me, Roy Jones, if I had to live or die on a hill with a boxer, it's Roy Jones. If Roy Jones is out to hurt you, okay, if Roy Jones is out to hurt you, there's no, there's nobody better. But that's my opinion. So I want to take a couple minutes out to appreciate this mofo. Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. Let's take a couple minutes just to appreciate the offensive firepower that it was once wielded by Roy Jones Jr. I don't listen. Doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not, I won't debate anybody. For me, Roy is pound for pound my favorite, but I think he's the best to ever, to ever do it, to ever. And I know Floyd sitting at 50 and 0, but man, listen, Roy, whoo, when Roy, yeah, when Roy just wants to hurt you, let's go. Let's go. Again. Ball still standing. Particularly, oh man, saves the sugar Duran. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For me, it is Roy Jones Jr. When he wants to hurt you, it. When he wants to hurt you, he always held back in his fights. He always held back in his fights. The two times he didn't was this and then the, the rematch against Eric Eric Griffin. It was Eric Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I put Roy against anybody. Anybody. I, and I mean, yeah. I'm talking all the greats, the greatest of the greats. For me, it's Roy. Not even, I won't even blink. I won't even blink, you know? Yo, Sweet Pea, I ain't mad at Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea's defense was, you know, was Floyd-esque. But I just I just wanted to do that real quick because I, I just think, I, I hate that Roy's legacy the last few years because he took these all these fights and just sullied his legacy to a certain extent. I think people really just forget how just dangerous Roy Jones is in a fight, man. Like, 
if he wants to end you that's it you know all right all right let's get into some uh some finances let's talk some cbdc once again that is central banking digital currency you will we will all comply okay when when they're rolling it out but when it goes worldwide at some point nationwide whatever you will comply there will be nothing you can do to stop this okay just like how your your parents and grandparents balked at the idea of using a debit card and try to write checks those days are gone you will capitulate eventually grandma had to learn to use a debit card eventually your parents learned to use a debit card you will comply let's go now we have in europe this threshold above 1000 euros you cannot pay cash in Europe already, anything over a thousand euros, you cannot pay cash. Where are you going to go? The Arabs, the Arab store will comply. The Arab store, Habibi and them will comply. Let's go. You do, you're on the gray market. So you take mm -hmm. your risk. You get caught, you are fined or you go in jail. So you go to jail for spending your own money if they don't control it. That's coming here. Tulsi Gabbard has spoken out against it. She, of yeah. course, ran for president, served in the House from Hawaii, and joins us now. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Tucker. Do, do, this is so dystopian. You'd hate to think it could ever come here. You think it might. It's here. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, this is just the latest effort by those in power in our country who are intent on undermining and taking away our own freedoms and liberties. This, this central bank digital currency is about government sanctioned surveillance and control. It's about them being able to keep track of every single thing that we purchase, whether yep, it's a stick yep, of gum yep. or an automobile or anything in between. And so if they have all this inf information and data, which they will in this system, then <laughs> where does that lead? It gives them the power to decide, okay, well, hey, we don't want to allow you to purchase certain things or we may deem it necessary to, to freeze your overall account. Uh, this power and, and what they can do with it, it's not something we have to imagine. We've already seen how Democrats in Congress, Elizabeth Warren and others, are pressuring credit card companies to code and keep track of any purchase that's made at a store that sells firearms oof you will capitulate hey everybody that's on that's on that's getting food stamps every year every year they pick a place to turn off the food stamp <laughs> the mechanisms right every, the last couple of years they pick they'll pick a city and all of a sudden your ebt's not working you will capitulate you will capitulate. There is no around circumventing. Um, you gonna you gonna act right. They gonna learn you. Why? So that these private companies can then say, "Hey, this person is purchasing." I don't know what they what they deem is kind of the threshold, but there's they will then report that as suspicious activity to law enforcement, and then expect law enforcement to take action and go after the purchases legal legal purchases that a private person made. So this all comes back to to how you open this. Once we give up our economic autonomy. We Already no longer have. have freedom. Once we allow someone else to control our wallet, they then control Already our freedom. Have. 
Do you think people understand what this means? It'll be sold, as always, as an effort to push back against terrorism or international financiers or crime or whatever. But do, do people understand on a gut level what, what could be coming? No, they do uh, I, I don't think they do. And, and it's understandable because if you listen to what the government is telling us, like with all of these other things, whether it's the Patriot Act or the Restrict Act, they're doing the very same thing with this, saying, hey, this is for your own good. Always. This is for your convenience, to yep. make it easier for you to conduct transactions uh, when, in fact, they are giving themselves all of the power uh, taking it away from us, undermining our God-given rights and freedoms in the Constitution uh, because they want to be able to control us. They want to be able to control Listen, we the people. Constitution, so nicely put. Constitution has been frozen, minimized, negated for the last, I don't know, 70, 80 years. Okay, Constitution, y'all can talk that shit. Okay. It, it, no. They, no. Every, it's why you keep the country in, at war because the Constitution is useless. But they don't care in war, in wartime or peacetime. The Constitution is not going to save your ass from this. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Well, we know we're about to see bank consolidation, big banks eating little banks, and that means less competition. More consolidation means more government control. So what are they going to do with that control? Well, all things being equal, if people don't start making a lot of noise and exerting an awful lot of pressure, it'll mean uh -huh. digital currency, a currency that politicians control. Sign seen. up for the CBDC app to get your food stamps. You think that's not coming? Of course it's coming. They'd like it to come in any run case. That, run that back again, Tucker, Tucker, for everybody that's on EBT. Run that back again. <laughs> run it back. So what are they going to do with that control? Well, all things being equal, if people don't start making a lot of noise and exerting an awful lot of pressure, it'll mean digital currency, a currency that politicians control. Sign up for the CBDC app to get your food stamps. You think yeah. And you're going to do it. And you will comply. Because EBT is king right now. Where you at, Nina Boo? Did I hear about the demon drink? I have not. Uh, cash is king. No, I'm sorry. Cash is no longer king. EBT <laughs> is king. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cash is not king. Cash is dead. Cash is dead. Pull up to the drive-through. They're not taking cash. Coins. Oh, um, unfortunately, our this is down. This is down. No, cash is dead. Sorry. It's not coming. Of course, it's coming. They'd like it to come in any case. Now, we're not alleging a conspiracy here, but we did notice that the four biggest banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Chase, are doing well. And we also noticed that the White House appears to be maybe we're just reading into this too much, trying to induce runs on regional banks. They seem to be trying to. Take away your confidence in those banks. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House Secretary, not someone we'd ever accuse of having an original thought, but she's a vessel for the plans of others. Here she is on Friday as SVB was collapsing. Now, okay. she doesn't say a word about the fundamentals of the market or the security of your money in banks. Instead, she talks about the one thing that matters to her, which is the racial identity of the people in charge of our finance system. Mm. Watch. I do want to take a moment to note the historic nature of the moment that you see in front of you right now. All three of now, you pay attention to the people they put in front of you right now. You got three sisters. Two light skin, one dark skin. I see two pillars, Josh and Boaz. Yeah. And I see the initiate going into the, into the, into the pillars. Yeah. Yeah. Just pay attention to the things they put in front of y'all. The two pillars. Come on now. This is, this is Masonry 101. Let's go. That's our historic first in our roles. The first black woman to serve as CEA chair, OMB director, White House press secretary, the first black women right in front of you for all of those three important, important key roles uh, in the administration. Okay, so this is why I disagree. CBCD will not will not be grid affected. Um, no, 
I don't see that happening. Once again, cash is is if if it's not dead, it will be dead. No, no, no. This this thing they're gonna they're gonna bring in. It's not gonna be no, 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 <laughs> no. There's gonna be a point where no one's gonna want to barter with you for cash. No, 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 no. This is where we disagree. Let's continue. These people lack all self-awareness as if anyone would care. Why should we care? Is there some reason to care? And by the way, you are discrediting by your stupidity and clear incompetence anything you're promoting. <laughs> you should keep that in mind. But big picture, if you want to make people less confident in regional banks and the banking system more broadly, if you wanted to maybe induce a run on the banks, this might be how you talk. Oh, we're all of a certain racial group. Huh? What does it have to do with whether the banks have enough cash in reserve to cover their balance sheets? So what we do know is that the Democratic Party, the Biden administration, sees this crisis as a means of expanding their control. Yes. And we know this because in a recent Zoom call with the Fed, Treasury Department, other financial regulators, with members of Congress, Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona asked whether there was a program in place to censor social media posts that could lead to a national run on banks. Now, that's according to Congressman Thomas Massey. Michael Schellenberg mm-hmm. has a great piece on this today. Mm-hmm. Massey was on the call. So think about this for a second. You've got a deposit at a regional bank that's holding tons, way more than you know, of long-term treasuries that are worth a lot less than they were when the bank bought them. That means that bank is at risk. That means your money's at risk. Right. But Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona doesn't want you to know about that. Why wouldn't they want you to know that? I wonder why. Kind of interesting. That kind of censorship could actually crush people. So we have to ask the obvious question, how close are we to some sort of disaster? Okay. And to what extent are the people in charge abetting it? Okay. Final, final piece on this. Final piece as to why you will all comply. There will be no fighting. You're not going to delay this. None of that. Nope. Nope. Let's go. The reality as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDC, central bank digital currencies and vaccine passports or digital IDs, are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. Um, The important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies. It's a financial transaction control grid, and it gives the ability for the central bankers, and they've said this publicly, the ability to not only set set the rules centrally but enforce the rules centrally. If you don't behave, you can have your money turned off. All right. What what you talking about? What you talking about? Cash is going to be useless. Cash is going to be useless. Once this thing rolls out, once it becomes the norm, no, the, the 10, 15, 50 racks, 80 racks you got in under your mattress, in the paper bag, in the shoe box, in the closet. No, no. So if you've enjoyed liberty, it's very hard to, you know, perceive this iceberg before you hit it. And that's why it's so important, and I commend you for, for talking about CBDCs. We need to not let the propaganda persuade us that, one, this is convenient, or two, that we need this, or three, not only the dangers of CBDCs, but the opportunities if we start to reverse financial tyranny. All right. Once again, I mean, debate amongst yourselves. I'm not, you know, I'm over it. You're going to comply that's it that's all so i mean it's not name one time when they told you what was going to happen and they didn't do it 
The only time I say they, the only time they didn't enact a plan was the Amero. Remember t- 20 years ago, it was the Amero coin. Remember the Amero coin? It was going to be the Canadian, North American, Mexican dollar and currency. And they had the warehouse full of the coins and the cash. And they never implemented it. That's the only time I can recall them not pushing the button on a financial reset. It was the it was called the Amero. It had the Eagle. And then it had the entire North American continent on the other side of the coin. And they had the warehouse just full of the monies sitting. But they never pushed the button on it. Never did. All right, let's continue. Let's get on. What is what clip is this? All right, let's get to the Lizzo thing. It's gaining more steam and traction. So Lizzo responded like, of course, she would have to because, you know, it's, just, it's getting hot in the kitchen. It's getting hot in the kitchen. So what does she say? Let me find the first one. Let me find the first statement. Is this it? Okay, that's number one, two, three, four. All right. Lizzo responded to all the criticisms. It, it gets worse because she's returning. He's retaining an attorney. But let's go. All right. She says these last few days have been gut wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals and respectfulness have been questioned. No, no one's questioning your work ethic, ma'am. It's your behavior outside of work. But let's continue. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually, I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and are and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. Interesting. As an artist, I have always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and performance and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. Let's continue. I'm not here to be looked at as a villain, but I also know that I am not the villain that people and the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I am very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. There is nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the uh oh, as women in the world. Now she's kind of deflecting a bit, but. Um, I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. Uh huh. Let's continue. I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out and support to lift me up during this difficult time. Now, this is an old, this was apparently shot or recorded in April, the charges or the case, the accusations were filed in May. So could things have taken a drastic turn in one month? It's possible, but this is one of the dancers. This was back in April before she got fired, before she actually got close 
to Lizzo and worked for her and all that good stuff. Take it what it is. Grain of salt. Let's go. Surprise! <laughs> Hi! What's up? It's Ariana Davis from season one of Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. I know you're probably thinking, why is she here? What is she doing auditioning for season two? The short answer is I'm a singer <laughs> and I just want to share that part of me with y'all. I know I've been on tour. I've been working with Lizzo for, for uh, some months, maybe close to a year now. And um, it's been so amazing and such a beautiful journey. And she's probably going to be like, girl, what are you doing? But anyway, Once I figured again, though, I might as well shoot my shot. I mean, I don't think she knows that I can sing. And the biggest thing about me is that I always say this, but dance is my first love and music is my passion. And if I was to be chosen for the cast of season two of Watch Out for the Big Girls, I... Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that... Uh -huh. It would mean the world to me to share my voice. Okay. I think my voice yeah. has gone quiet for too long. And I think that I have a story that people need to hear because I think they can yeah, relate to it. And I think it can help change lives and, you know, do what Lizzo's doing. I, I look up to her so much and mm -hmm. I just want to follow in her footsteps mm -hmm. and not only mm -hmm. be an amazing dancer, but be mm -hmm. an amazing singer and storyteller. I love to write music. I love to sing, and I just want to share that with the Queen Lizzo herself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, choose me to be part of the singing group. I know I'm already a dancer, but I can sing too, so. All right. Now, once again, that was recorded in April. The lawsuit was filed in May. I don't know. A lot of things can happen in 30 days, I guess. I mean, this is the business. I mean, but shit, if you're already cr if you cracking under the pressure in 30 days... You ain't built for this, but let's continue. It's the same. My energy was the same. The only thing that was different about me was my weight. And in this meeting, she she stated as well that, you know, dancers get fired for gaining weight. Um, and then she kind of paused and looked at me. And I still don't know if she really meant <laughs> to single me out in that moment. Dude. But when she looked at me and she said that, I was kind of like, so she's really concerned about my weight. And then, you know, when we had that private meeting, when I was kind of cornered, I um, they kind of wouldn't let me, you know, get away with not telling them something personal. So, um, and a reason why something was wrong with me. So I ended up telling them of that I struggle with, you know, anxiety and depression and that I'm in recovery from, from an eating disorder. And as soon as I said eating disorder, they immediately were like, oh, like in their head, it was making sense as to why I was gaining weight because it had something to do with an eating disorder problem. Okay. 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 That's enough. I've heard enough. Now let me, is this, what is this? Let's continue. Let's continue. The lawsuit filed by three of Lizzo's dancers, Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez, includes allegations of sexual harassment, creating a hostile work environment, and weight shaming. Ariana claiming Lizzo calls attention to her weight gain with thinly veiled concerns. I had been feeling for a long time that they were having, you know, a problem with my weight gain. She even says that, um, you know, dancers get fired for gaining weight. Um, and and she, you're saying, because you did accuse Lizzo of weight shaming you, so these are the yeah. sorts of things that she's saying. She these are the sorts of things, it, uh, and I want to be clear too that it, uh, in order to weight shame someone, you don't necessarily have to be like, you're fat, you're going to get fired. It was much more of a nuanced thing, wow, like, like, what's baby. wrong with you? She, she would ask me, what, what's going on with you? Uh, you seem different, you're not like the same as you used to be. Are you ready? Are you ready is a question. The plaintiffs also claim that at an after party at a strip club in Amsterdam's red light district, where sexually explicit acts were happening on stage, mm -hmm. Lizzo pressured dancers to touch the 
the nude performers. I briefly touched the, the performer and um, so did you feel pressured? To I touch absolutely felt pressured. I absolutely felt pressured. Absolutely. Um, I didn't want to be there. I was there. But he went, he did it anyway, but come on. It's because you knew if you didn't, you was, was going to go back home on a, on a one way ticket and you didn't want to do that. I'm just saying everything is about choice. She had a choice y'all. She had a choice. She may not have been uh, comfortable with the repercussions of said choice, but they always, always, always give you a choice. Let's continue. So, you know, be good enough for Lizzo. How did you feel mentally when you actually did that? I think I went numb, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I've never done anything like that in my life. Um, uh oh, uh oh. Stand strong. Don't do that. I just, it's crazy. I, I've never done that. Explain to me the moment when you were fired, Ariana. Oh God, when I was fired, she had, it was an ambush meeting, by the way, on our off day. We okay. were told to come in um, to do a measure, to get measurements for wardrobe. I was uh, terminated in the hotel lobby um, and she wouldn't uh, speak to me either. Mm. I did request to uh, speak to her. Okay, she, let's go. Just right. to kind of get further clarity because they did it under the guise of budget cuts, but then um, was planning to bring another dancer in less than 24 hours later, so. So it felt like you were in fact replaced. Yeah, retaliated um, against her, yeah. Rodriguez wasn't fired. She later resigned over the alleged appalling behavior. What do you ladies hope to achieve in the end with this lawsuit? It just feels very good to be a part of something that oh, oh. gave other um, women and artists, um, I guess the outlet um, to or the strength to come forward and share their story as well. Well, we've reached out for a comment from Lizzo and dance captain Shirlene Quigley, but have not heard back yet. Efforts to reach Lizzo's production company were unsuccessful. Okay. Now, Lizzo retained an attorney. Not just any attorney, but one of the best attorneys in the country. Johnny Depp would know because this is Johnny Depp's former attorney. Let's, let's get it. Where is it at? Where is it at? Nope. That's not it. That's not it. Where is it at? Nope. Damn, I'm, I'm everywhere but where I need to be. Here we go. Marty Singer. Lizzo has retained Marty Singer. Let's give you a backstory on who this man is. Marty Singer isn't. He's a, a big dog, heavyweight, OG. I don't know. You know, God tier, big G God tier. Um, Let's see. Marty Singer. A has represented A-list celebrities from Bill Cosby, Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, Chris Brown, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner, the former director of the X-Men movies that like to have pool parties with young men. Okay, Zoe DeSaniel, Kim Kardashian, Schwarzenegger, Jonah Hill, Kevin Costner. Singer is the man Hollywood calls when they find themselves in trouble. He will be called what we call a fixer. Okay. Uh oh, the 64 year old is an accomplished and self-made giant in the legal industry. Uh oh, while supporting his mother, a survivor of Auschwitz. It's them people. It's them people. He now charges nine hundred and fifty dollars an hour for his services he is famous for getting his client the end they want but how these victories are achieved is a question to ponder on his notoriety stems from his tactics that involve issuing menacing warnings to journalists and tabloid reporters whenever negative stories about his clients surface in his letters he skillfully combines legal terminology with dramatic language threatening the worst consequences if they don't retract their stories that's what a fixer does amongst other things 
think about uh, uh, if Ray Donovan was an attorney. Okay. Think about if Ray Donovan was an attorney. Charlie Sheen once described a lawyer as a man who'll always get you your happy ending. He's hands on, gets paid by the hour, and you always, always, always get a happy ending. Okay. All right. That's who she retained. One of them people. One of them people. Let's see where I go. Let's go. All right. So what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? All right. So that video we watched, Davis uh, wanted to follow in her footsteps, was filmed in April after the alleged incidents described in the suit took place. These do not sound like the words of someone who was harassed or discriminated against by someone they described as the queen. They say that a picture is worth a thousand words. And here is a video that shows there are no legitimate claims in this lawsuit. We are confident that Lizzo will be completely vindicated in this matter. Davis reacted to her audition tape resurfacing via a statement to us weekly. I quote, of course, I wasn't going to say anything negative about the camp while I was still in it. Right. Uh, right up until the last minute, I didn't realize how bad it was and how much I was being taken advantage of. I just genuinely wanted to save my job. Uh, the vi this video further explains how much I was trying to please Lizzo, but it was such a toxic work environment because throughout all the abuse, I was still trying to please her and make her think that I was a, I was good enough. This video was done before the bulk of our allegations occurred. And this was just me grasping at straws and my last attempt to make her see how committed I was to being loyal to her and her camp. That's fair. It does happen. It does happen. It does happen. Okay. Uh, Lizzo responds. Okay. All right. So that's the guy she, she retained. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I personally really, really don't care to be honest with you. I really don't care. All right, let's, let's move over to hip hop real quick. Buster rhymes, Buster rhymes found an excuse to lose some weight. Buster rhymes dropped a hundred pounds over the last year after experiencing breathing difficulties while he was intimate with his then wife. Wow. The 51-year-old opened up about his weight loss in a new cover story for Men's Health, revealing that post-coital breathing issues is what compelled him. He shared that after being intimate with his now ex-wife. Wow. Okay. So they just got divorced recently. Okay. Uh, he experienced something like an asthma attack. Buster said, I was having a really difficult time breathing, so I got up and walked out of the bedroom so she wouldn't panic seeing me trying to keep myself calm. I was trying to inhale and it felt like it wasn't working. I felt like I was having an asthma attack, but I don't have asthma. So I walked out of the bedroom and went into the living room and I was forcing myself to, to inhale, to relax. He described the moment as a mind fuck. And it was clear that he and his then wife were both worried. She was like, yo, this is not who I fell in love with. She didn't know what had happened outside, but she was looking at my body and the way she was like, you got to lose this weight. This breathing is scaring me. When I met you, you wasn't like a muscle head, but you was slim. You was cut. You had your shit right. I need I need you to get back to who I fell in love with. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. Okay. 
Okay. Is that it? That's it. Okay. You know what? Let's... Let me do this. Let me look up his ex-wife. Let me see who his ex-wife is. Was... Buster Rhymes... Ex-wife. I didn't know he was married. Shit. Is this the woman? Is this her? Oof. Oof. Hooey, brother. Okay. Hey, man, love is love, right? <laughs> Woo. Okay. The Wiz Buster Rhymes wife. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. 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 Wife, wife, wife. Some of these affairs resulted in children as he is a father of six. Okay, he dated Jill Miskelly. Had a daughter with her. Ninety nine, Jill com compelled the rapper to take a paternity test to confirm he was a father. Their daughter was one ninety eight. Okay, Trevor Smith, uh, Jr. Okay, oh, Joanne was a lesbian. Oh, they had three children. What? Okay, wait. Trevor also dated Joanne Wood. Unfortunately, this their this relationship ended because Joanne was a lesbian. They have three children again. What you? Oh my! Say, I hate that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I hate that. I hate that. Yo, if you're gonna be a lesbian, be, be a lesbian. Stop, but don't have kids. Don't don't have kids. The rapper and Joanne Wood were embroiled in a court battle for custody rights over their children in 2006. Wood revealed that the hatred emerged because she is a lesbian and not a bad parent. She believes that her ex-boyfriend's anger is because she loved a woman more than him. Well, I mean, I guess I could see that happening. Buster Rhymes emerged victorious in the bitter custody battle. The court found that he was a better parent than his ex-girlfriend. Hmm. 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 Okay. That is, okay, this is another woman. They were never married. Okay. Uh, he has three sons, three daughters. Okay. Uh, okay, wow. I, you know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. Too much, too much for me. Okay, let's get on. Yo, let's get on to this. This is an O'Shea moment. She looks like Dawn from Danny Kane. We got an O'Shea moment. Okay. And, and what do I mean by an O'Shea moment? Once again, we have somebody, DJ Envy, uh, you know, you know how these guys do. Yo, I put you on. Yo, if it wasn't for me, you nobody would know who you are. These type of guys that will be 10, 15 years later reminding you they put you on. So DJ Envy is having an O'Shea Duke Jackson moment. Right? Because y'all, y'all listen, y'all watched the niggas last live stream last week. All he kept saying was how much he put people on. Nobody's done more for this space than him. He's the alpha, the omega. Everything starts and ends with him. He's the reason why all of these content creators exist to begin with. And all their success should be attributed to him. Blah, blah, blah. The same shit he's been talking. Let's get, to, let's get to this. So DJ Envy is having an O'Shea moment where he basically says he's the reason why Earn Your Leisure 
is who they are today. Okay. Yeah, I made you all famous. That's hilarious. Like, nigga, it is 2023 and you still talking about who you put on. You won't even release those old rumbles. So it doesn't even fucking matter. But let's continue. Let's go. I'm here because of me. Because of me going on this show. Me putting them on the breakfast club. Okay. And I don't have a problem with saying- Me putting on them, them on the show. Me putting them on the breakfast club. Come on, Envy. Uh, to any of their faces because they know. Same thing with you. Ah, man. Make another hole. Uh-oh. Silly rabbit. Uh-oh. Man, you lucky your man ain't left you yet. Uh-oh. Soon come. Soon reach. Dead weight. The dead weight. Cut the dead weight. Media businesses are in trouble. Thank you, Charlie, man. Yes. Mr. Insecure, go make your people. We're going to have a real conversation. Because I, like, I, I was talking to Asia about this last night. I'm tired of a lot of people in media acting like they're a certain way. And if we compare their bank accounts and the net worth and impact, like how can you make somebody and then you ain't made nobody on your team? Uh-oh. Why don't you make some people some money? Try that. What? Pay pay there's, there's no need to hate on anybody if you are doing well the insecurity comes from you not delivering on what you're supposed to and i don't have any issues with you but when you go to the lens and say that you help make something uh -oh. when you haven't helped make other people around you boy stop uh -oh. <laughs> okay make uh, another hole <laughs> boy stop working ah shout out to dane he warned us Man. <laughs> these industry they always been fishy that's why i hate the entertainment thing like the only way to win is to be fake and then when you start giving the oddest take on something, it's like you arrogant or you difficult to work with. No, you're just an asshole and a sucker. Mm. Well, it's a bozo economy. We live in it, then that, but that's the beauty of what we've been able to create because we didn't have to go through gatekeepers. So nobody ever put us on to even say that it's blasphemous because we put ourselves on. Like this was built by the people. Okay, the only issue I have with Earn Your Leisure is now you guys have become gatekeepers to a certain extent. Yes? My only issue with these guys is now they've become their their the very own self-made gatekeepers. Okay, I've I've yet to see a nobody on their show, and I mean nobody mean like nobody you never heard of. I've yet to see an, an actual nobody on their show. But let's continue. And hard work and dedication but other people had to go through the corporate ladder they had to intern with people and they had to you know snake somebody they had to give somebody pizza and they had to you know get slapped and they okay. all right so that was dj envy having an o'shea duke jackson moment always want to rub in your face what he swears up and down that only he could have done for you and no one else never mind that you know uh, other people were going to be successful with or without him regardless. And that was Earn Your Leisure's response. Okay. Let's continue. Does anybody know about this show? I never knew about this show. I never knew about this show. Courthouse? Of course, I never really watched CBS like that. Okay. Does any, had anybody watched this show back in the 95 called Courthouse? <laughs> It's called Courthouse. Courthouse. Does anybody remember this, this, this TV show? Never heard of it. Nope. 
I've never heard of it either. But I was never a fan of CBS's programming. Like CBS to me never had the the best shit. Like CBS had the Equalizer and uh, CBS. Did CBS have Dallas? Was that Dallas? CBS had Murder She Wrote. CBS had Little Women, but you know, compared to to ABC and NBC. Oh, CBS was like third tier, you know. I think my mom used to watch it. Okay, Caldwell says nope. Hunter says nope. All right, Mandela Effect. I don't know, but let's. So this show here, Cree Summer and Jennifer Lewis, right? It was a television legal drama series, were the first recurring african-american lesbian characters on tv but the role was ordered to be toned down for broadcast i did not know this i did not know this right you know what let's see how bad it, it got let's see how much it took cord uh, you know what courthouse tv show it only lasted one season i can see why let's let's see what it pops up let's see if they actually got into it let's see what they actually showed but they didn't actually show it though Courthouse was a TV show drama series that premiered on CBS in September 1995. I never the show focused show. on the personal lives of judges, DAs, and public defenders who worked together at a courthouse and starred a different world favorites, actresses Cree Summer and Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis played juvenile court judge Rosetta Reed, who was in a relationship with her housekeeper Danny Gates, played by Cree Summer. Wow. I'd like to see the victim alone in my chambers before disposing of this matter. I'm sorry, Judge. I'm taking my son and going home. Let's go, Alex. Hold it right there, Mr. Parker. You may run things in your house, but you're in my house now. You're free to go, but your son's a material witness, and he doesn't leave until I excuse him. Are we clear? What'd you tell her? Told her that she was the most important thing in the world to her mama. Uh oh, uh oh. And that you were very unhappy that you had to miss her play. I told her. Uh oh. That her beautiful, brilliant mama was somebody that a lot of people relied on. And that she should be proud. Uh-huh. Very proud. Uh-oh. I said she was the luckiest little girl alive. Well, you yeah. know what? What 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 TV show was the cop show? It was uh with with uh oh my god. David Caruso, y'all. What was the TV show with David Caruso? It was on ABC. It was the really raunchy cop show. It this was in the nineties. What was the name of that show, y'all? CBS had Matlock. Really? I thought Matlock was NPC. Are you sure Matlock was CBS? I'm not going to, I'm not going to bait you on that. Yo, what was the name of the T NYPD blue? Thank you. Y'all, y'all on top of it. NYPD blue. That was mid nineties. That show was raunchy as all get Dennis France. He had a nude scene. David Caruso had a nude scene. They were saying words, the F word and, all types of nonsense. But let's continue. Let's continue. I didn't know about this show existed, though. I didn't know about this courthouse show. I have someone like you. 
Actress Robin Givens was also part of the cast. Robin, 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 Robin. Who, as a side note, got her start as an actress when she guest starred on a 1985 episode of The Cosby Show. Also starring alongside Cree Summer and Jennifer Lewis was actor Jeffrey D. Sams. You know, Whitney Houston's one-minute man from Waiting to Exhale. I don't have to be in love with him to do it. Hell, my body needs this. Anywho, back to this black girl magic, okay. black history lesson, because we play all day. Uh, okay. Jennifer and Cree's characters were the first recurring African-American lesbian characters on network television. Can you say pioneers? I'm just asking you to accept who I am. You were so happy with how I know the divorce was hard on you. Hey, that's uh, maybe your mama. That's uh, that's old girl from uh, God damn it, what oh, what grandmama did she play? What movie? That was Will Smith. That was uh, Fresh Prince grandma from Yamakra. Yeah, Yamakra. She was the she was his, the yeah she was Uncle Phil's mom from Yamakra. Okay, come on, let's go. Time is not some phase I'm going through. Uh oh. I left Howard because I'm gay. Ooh. I'm still the same person, Mama. Danny is good for me. Uh oh. Rosetta, mm -mm. the Bible says the Bible that says to love, Mama. And I love you and Daddy no matter what. Mm -hmm. Can't you say that to me? All we're no, asking you to that do. That ain't what the Bible said, but the Bible said y'all's an abomination. But I'm just saying, let's come on, let's go. Please come to church with your family. Don't make me choose, Mama. Don't make me choose. It was reported at the time that the executives at CBS asked that the roles be toned down. And we can all take an educated guess as to what that meant and why. Unfortunately, the pilot for Courthouse ranked lower than anticipated as the show was met with not so positive reviews. Okay. There were 11 one hour episodes in total. However, two of the 11 episodes never even aired. Wow. A 1995 write up by Variety, a week after the pilot episode premiered, read CBS's new Courthouse's wobbly premise and unlikable characters don't pretend well for this ensemble cast series, which is likely to have viewers filing a motion for dismissal. Mm. Ouch. The subsequent episodes and viewership could not sustain the low ratings. And as a result, the series was canceled just two months after the premiere. Mm, mm, mm. I'm a judge. I've taken an oath to uphold and support the Constitution of the United States and the laws of this state. I take that oath extremely seriously. And yeah, I'd quit I, I before I'd violate it for any reason. I can see this show. Who I am doesn't prevent me from doing this show my looks job. Trash. If anything, and especially in this case... Oh, wait, who I wait, am wait, that's helps me. Boy. Wait, wait, wait. I am doesn't yeah, yeah. prevent me. He's always, he plays a vampire. Like, he's in, he's in Blade. He's a vampire in Blade. Wow. Okay. I'm doing my job. If anything, and especially in this case, oh, who I am helps me to understand the people that come before me, and I'm a better judge for it. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that show existed, y'all. I did not know about this courthouse show. It looked trash to be honest with you but okay okay let's see let's 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 go on let's see let's continue with lizzo oscar nominee sophia nali uh, allison says she exited the lizzo doc because the singer was arrogant and unkind i was treated with such disrespect by her she wrote a short love film, a love, a love song for Latasha in 2019, was nominated at the Oscars for Best Documentary Short Subject. Wow. Revealed on her social media pages that she exited her role as the director of a Lizzo documentary in 2019 after only two weeks because she was treated with such disrespect 
by the Grammy-winning pop star. Allison's post went live several hours after a trio of former dancers for Lizzo filed a lawsuit. Blah, blah, blah. She says, I usually don't do not comment on anything pop culture related. But in 2019, I traveled a bit with Lizzo to be the director of her documentary. I walked away after about two weeks. I was treated with such disrespect by her. I witnessed how arrogant and unkind she is. I was not protected and was thrown into a shitty situation with little support. My spirit said to run as fast as you fucking can. And I'm so grateful I trusted my gut. I felt gaslit and was deeply hurt, but I've healed. Reading these reports made me realize how dangerous of a situation it was. This kind of abuse of power happens far too often. Much love and support to the dancers. Allison later posted a second Instagram story where she elaborated on her claims against Lizzo, claiming her, the singer creates an extremely toxic and hostile work environment and undermines the work, labor, and authority of other black and brown women in the process. Lizzo is a narcissistic bully who has built her brand of lies. Ooh. Ooh. This was her, her IG sharing this because validating other black women's experiences is deeply important to me y'all see how women treat each other y'all men y'all take a take a take a look at how women treat each other you men don't stand a chance if you think how women treat you are bad you see look how they treat each other okay she says oh let's continue okay since I've spoken out, I've had others privately share their very similar experiences, and I have also been affirmed by people who witnessed what I went through. Lizzo creates an extremely toxic and hostile work environment. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I was excited to support and protect a black woman through the documentary process, but quickly learned her image and message was a, a curated facade. I stand with the dancers and anyone who has had similar experiences working with her and her team. These working conditions are not okay. Good grief. That's why, listen, fellas, you don't, this, you see how they do each other, man? I'm just saying, okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Okay, let's do this. Oh, let's be petty. Let's be petty. Let's go there. Listen, now, I don't know if y'all knew this or not, but Jamaica, the Jamaican women's soccer team had to have a GoFundMe to make it to the World Cup. Yes? Did anybody know that? Now, this is not for me to diss Jamaicans. I'm, this is funny to me because, you know, the clapback is real. But let's just let's just celebrate their 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 win over Brazil. Okay, let's let's go back. Let's just celebrate the win. An achievement beyond belief. They have They're going to the round of 16. Anybody, okay, this is the first time in nation's Jamaica history. Who have done it. Okay, now it's not so much about them having to raise a GoFundMe to get to the World Cup. But let me tell y'all, I'm a, let me just say this to other nationalities. There's nobody more slick mouth than black Americans. Okay. Nobody can go toe to toe with black Americans when it comes to the clap back, the slick mouth clap back, the caps, the dozens, the sauce snapping, 
Jones in, whatever you want to call it. You are not going to, it's just, oh, we're just too vicious with it. So this person said, what did Jamaica do with all the money they made from creating hip hop? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, let's go through this thread. This thread is demonic. This thread is so ugly. Let's continue. Meanwhile, black people, let's, oh, since someone clapped back, a Jamaican clapped back with the, with them peoples. And then he responds, he says, our athletes don't need a GoFundMe for international co- competition. Stay on topic. Woo. <laughs> you clicked on an FBA account. All they do is talk shit all day about Africans. You're no different than diverse accounts who talk on on black about black men all day and he says uh why so sensitive i can't ask a simple question (laughs) let's continue oh this is horrible they happily gave it back to the white man they love so much the jamaicans fight us over hip-hop harder than they fight the chinese over reggae oh Let me just, let me address that comment. The Chinese over reggae. Let me do this real quick. Let me just, let me pull this back. This is a true story. This is a true story. True story. True story. Not just a story. True story. I know a woman. She's Jamaican. Do you know what her ultimate fantasy man is? Okay. I know a Jamaican woman. She had revealed to me her ultimate fantasy man of all men on the planet. Do you know what she told me what her fantasy man was is? Of, of, of above all men on the planet take a guess take take a guess take a guess oh no 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 she said to me that basically nothing gets her more riled up than a Chinese Jamaican I said a Chinese Jamaican. I didn't say a white Jamaican. Chinese Jamaican. Asian Jamaican. Because I guess there's a real thing down there in Jamaica. Chinese Jamaicans is a real thing. They talk the, the patois and grow the locks in their hair and just come down there and rape y'all, attack y'all culture. And this Jamaican woman told me that's her, that's her man of choice. Hey, you know what? To each his own. (laughs) This is why we all have preferences. Yes. Who am I to judge anybody for their preferences? I like buff bitches. (laughs) So I don't want nobody trying to judge my preference. 
Yeah. Yeah. Chinese Jamaican. True story. Not a real story, but a true story. <laughs> Move the Abramovich paternity test, Maury. <sighs> Not a real story, but a true story. I moved the Abramovich paternity test, Maury. Bars, nigga, bars. Bars. I moved the Abramovich paternity test, Maury. True story. Yeah. She said a Chinese, and I could see the look on her face. This bitch is literally getting, getting aroused telling me this. Black people around the world. You're finished. You're finished. You're finished. Black people around the world. Stick a fork in them. Tougher than denim. Stick a fork in them. <laughs> Blick the shots off. F and in them. Bars. <laughs> Wait, I just lost 40. I just lost 40, 40 viewers. I just apparently 40 Jamaicans just just turned <laughs> just went somewhere else. <laughs> Wait, I just had I had 185. I told the Jamaican story. I'm down to 140. Y'all must have been 45 Jamaicans watching me. Yeah, not a not a not a real story, but a true story. I moved the Abramovich paternity test, Maury. Now I'm down to 130. <laughs> it is what it is. Black people, done. Stick a fork in them. Tougher than denim. Hang you out to dry like a freshly washed piece of linen. Bars. 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 Now I'm down to 124. That's okay. You're going to watch me from the clouds anyway. Bars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Now I'm down to 113. It's okay. You're going to watch me from the clouds anyway. Want me run it back again? Not a real story, but a true story. I moved the Abramovich paternity test. Maury. An Asian 
Jamaican, Chinese Jamaican. And then she was like, yeah, because when he get to talking and talking, ooh, ooh, I was just like, ugh, bitch. Like, ugh, bitch. Oh, my dick shriveled. Look, my dick shriveled up. My dick shriveled up and went in back inside me. My, <laughs> my dick said, yo, son, out here getting spooky, going back inside before they try and do me. Yo, son, where you going? Yo, son, it's real spooky. Going back inside before the ops try to do me. I'm lacking. I ain't got the toolie. Yo, yo, son, where you going? Yo, son, looking real spooky. Going back inside before the ops try to do me. Son, I'm out here lacking. I ain't got the toolie. Bars, nigga, what? Gonna make my pivot. RB RBLURTV. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a content creator, you know, rap battle league. I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> I'm taking my talent to URL. <laughs> All right, let me, <laughs> shit, she know shit, listen, yeah, why well, miss people leave, <laughs> they hell no, not with this, this bigot talk, <laughs> he talking this bigot shit, <laughs> ain't no diss, <laughs> I ain't here to diss nobody, <laughs> Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Man, listen. Black people done, man. It's all good. It's all good. Free will. Free will. <laughs> Free will. <laughs> what do you mean? Come on, Ty City. I put on for the, you know what I'm saying? I put on. <laughs> I need to write this shit down before I forget it. Yeah. Hey, you know how they, this, this how they do it. How they do it? Not a real story, but a true story. Yo, move them packs like Abramovich. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> all right, I'm back. I'm back. Let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. I will go back and cut this. I'm going to go back and chop this up and make it its own damn video. I, I, it's just too funny for me not to. It's just too funny for me not to. All right. Hey, hey I, I, I heard they want to change the, uh, the character, the bug character. Now, all of a sudden, Master Splinter's not gay. But we saw the original poster they posted. Right? 
<laughs> about to send you a beat. <laughs> yeah, send me beats. Tony Anthems, where you at? Send me beats. We're about to do this pivot. We got to go to URL. We're going to take this shit, this show on the road. All right? Yeah, I want to show everybody that, you know, us YouTubers, we can, we can battle rap. Yeah. Okay. They are deep in Trinidad. I believe it. I believe it. All right. Let me, uh, <laughs> before I get sidetracked too much, but yo, it was, it did that thread was, was, you know what? Come on. Let's go back to the thread. 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 <laughs> Come on. Let's continue. Let's keep it going. <laughs> right. So we left off. We left off at the Jamaicans fight us over hip hop harder than they fight the Chinese over reggae. <laughs> somebody said, somebody asked, where's Busta Rhymes and Fat Joe? Exactly. With all the major record companies, hip hop millionaires and high income, intelligent doctors and lawyers, each player should have their own private jet. Uh, I'm waiting for the Jamaican bobsled team to come back. Oh, no, no, no. Most of them owe child support. So the country was in a child payment deficit starting out. Oh, no. No, no, no. But seriously, I thought the soccer organization pays for that stuff or the country. WTF. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Jeez, let them have their moment. Half, half FBA, half Jamaican. And you got to wonder how a team from a country full of so many resources gets swindled so badly to have to do a GoFundMe page to go to Brazil. Now, I've been to that country twice. Cheap as fuck. Let's continue. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. A few individuals might have made money. Cool. Herc does, don't seem that wealthy. Jamaicans are disliked by many of the people who imitate us. Um, okay. <laughs> the tourism alone. <laughs> Someone look at this on another note. I need to plan my trip to Brazil. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this with black Americans. Oh, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. It didn't come from the hip hop museum. They didn't have no special Bob Marley account set up for this. <laughs> don't do this. I'm going to leave this alone. I'm going to leave this alone. I'm going to leave this alone. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't know, but Disney is going to make a, a killing with this movie. Uh, and why and why they ain't the biggest weed dealer on the planet yet? What the fuck they doing over there? <laughs> Squandered it by trying to keep up with the black American Joneses. 
Everybody said they bought beef patties. <laughs> I, I hit it. I'm not here to. I'm not here to do shade. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh. Okay, I had to. That was just too damn funny, y'all. No diss to Jamaicans. I look at all blacks on the, on the, across the, all the same. I don't like none of y'all. <laughs> I am an equal opportunity hater. I don't like none of y'all. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey. Let me pull it back. I'm going to clip that though. Me, my bars. I'm clipping that shit. That shit was too good. That shit was too good. All right. <clears throat> that, shit, that shit was too good. Okay. Let's get to Jonathan Majors. We call it a meat pie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now the Jamaican stole. Oh, the meat patty from Nigerian. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> this is where I fade into the bushes. This is where I, I, I do the Homer Simpson fade into the bushes. <laughs> YouTube, you are hell. I'm with it. I'm with it. Come on, man. I'm with it. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, hey, that's the homie. That's the homie. Shout out to Dark Man X. That's the homie. That's the homie. <laughs> this shit was funny though. This shit was funny. Ah, oh, this shit was funny. I got you, Red. That's what's up. Okay. Wee. Let's get to Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors was supposed to go to trial today. Jonathan Majors was, was supposed to go to trial today. Today was a, his original trial date. And they pushed it back. <laughs> Tori, thank you for the 25 on the cash. <laughs> I can't wait to end this stream just so I can clip the bars. Deadass, I'm so serious. I can't wait. All right, so <clears throat> Jonathan Majors showed up with... Uh, Megan Good, I guess they really are a couple because she they were walking hand in hand. Um, let's go. Uh, Majors wearing a gray suit entered the courtroom holding hands with uh, girlfriend Megan Good. He carried a Bible and notebook as he approached the bench at 942 a.m. with his criminal defense uh, lawyer, Priya Chowdhury. She alleged the delay is because the prosecutors, the prosecutors weren't timely in turning in over evidence. A new trial date has been set for September 6th. I think he's going to beat this case. This case was too high of a profile. Just almost a slam dunk for the prosecution for them to, to not turn in the evidence in a, in, a, in a timely manner. You know what I'm saying? Like this was unreal. Yeah. The, 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 the DA, <laughs> the DA really dropped the ball on this. How much for, uh, let me see, Tori, uh, how much for a feature? What do you, what do you mean, bro? Like, okay. When you say a feature, what do you mean? Like, can you just 
you know what, bro? I like this. Do this. Email me here, man. Because I don't want to assume anything. Trifecta Solutions in 2016 at gmail.com. <clears throat> Yo, Tori, email me there, bro. And because um, I'm not sure what you mean by feature. Like if you want to you wanna be interviewed or you want me to come through. I don't, I'm not sure. So if you don't mind. Oh, me rhyming? Oh, for real? Don't play with me, dude. Don't play. Like, don't get my hopes all high, all, all, all high and shit, man. Like, quit playing with me. For real? Bro, you're going to make me? Like, for real, bro, you want me to spit some bars? Like, really, really? Real, some real bars? Like, punchlines and stuff? Are you... Are you, are you serious? Like, for real? Like, you really want me to spit some hot fire? <laughs> are you serious right now, bro? Don't, don't play with me, bro. Bro, don't, don't play with me, bro. Like, don't play with me, bro. Like, if you're, yeah, bro. I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> I I have all my ASCAP information and, you, you know, just um, I don't ask for much, bro. It's just, you know, just no one's ever asked me, you know, to really, you know, just spit that, spit that, that lava, you know what I'm saying? So it means a lot. So, um, yeah, if you, uh, it's been a long time, bro. I, you know, when I first came into the business, I too, like everybody wasn't wanted to rap and, um, you know, it just wasn't good enough. And uh, someone's asking me for a feature. Bro, don't. This means a lot, bro. You don't know right now, bro. You know, I, I waited for so long, bro. So long, so many years that someone asked me, yo, bro. Yo, can I get you on my on my track, bro? You know what I'm saying? For me, not for anybody else. No ghostwriting, bro. It's just, it's been a long time, bro. It's, just, it's been a long time. I'm sorry. Just, I wasn't prepared for all these emotions that I had suppressed for over these years. <laughs> Yo, if you really want me, I'll do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, for real, like, if you really want to do it, I'll do it. Hey, complain. Don't play with me, man. Shit. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, yeah. Goddamn. I wasn't ready for that. Um. Yeah, I think he's going to beat this case. New trial is September 6th. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is there any, is, and I'm gonna make sure I covered everything. I'm gonna make sure I cover all my, Jonathan Major, CBDC, USA versus Jamaica. Oh, yo, you know what? Trump, Trump's indictment. Do I, did I send it to myself? I don't think I did. Wait, I want to I want to go over what Trump said about D.C. That shit was funny because I, I felt like he was dissing black people at first when he said that when he, we talked about the graffiti because, you know, graffiti. I mean, let's. 
that is a black thing, right? Is that, is that a Puerto Rican thing the, with the, the graffiti aspect of, of hip hop? Like who, who corners the market on graffiti? Like somebody correct my hip hop uh, information. Who corners the market for graffiti? So when you think graffiti, what race of people do you think or what nationality comes across your mind when you hear the words graffiti? I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. All right, here's the, here's the Trump. I just want to hear Trump. I low-key felt like he was, you know, like, oh, wait, the graffiti part. Like, I don't know about all that, bruh. Let me get to y'all comments. So when, when I say the term, when you hear the term graffiti, okay. You, th- you say Puerto Ricans. Yeah, I think Ramon from Beach Street, Puerto Ricans. Okay, okay. Used to be a black thing. Now they graffiti artists. Okay, I can't wait to hear that track. Yo, who you telling? Shit, listen, I got to go through my old rhyme books. <laughs> I got to go through all my rhyme books. <laughs> this nigga said so emotional. Shut up. <laughs> Y'all leave me alone. <laughs> Cubans. Hispanic. He's not getting an impartial jury in D.C. I, you know what? That's who gets arrested the most for graffiti. See, so the majority of y'all say Hispanics or Latino. I, that's what I thought too. Okay. So let's run this real quick and then we're going to get to the 50 greatest hip hop executives according to Variety Magazine. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much. Want these, like, you want these trials to happen before the 2024? Wow. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you think this is all production? God damn it. Where the fuck is it? Where did it go? <clears throat> all right. Sorry. Do you guys think this is all one giant production? Or you really think he's being persecuted? This is crazy right now. This is crazy right now. You say Ricans. Wait, why don't Latinos get locked up for anything? Oh, no, no. I'm not. You know what, Tiffany? I'm not going to. So it's Africa raising. Oh, yo. You know, Ariane, I'm glad you said that. Let's go over this clip that I forgot to play. Hold up. Where the fuck is it? Here we go. Ariane, this is for you. Ariane, this is for you. Club Fortune, I want to get your takes on this. I want to get you guys' take on this. I want to get you guys' take on this. This is going, this is viral. This is viral. Let's go. Alliance. Shoot to kill Hamaza 
Okay. <laughs> hey, that, hey, if somebody sampled that shit and, and turned it into a hook. Oh, listen, I hear, I, I love when I hear stuff. And I'd be like, this is, how I, this is how I would flip it. I would make it sound like this, and I'd do this. I would chop and edit. Yo, that would be an ill-ass hook. That would be an ill-ass hook. Come on, let's hit it back one time. One, one more time, run it back. Somebody flipped that into it. That shit go hard. Now, I'm not with all the nonsensical stuff. This don't don't be like Sly, Sly talking about violence. No. You know. <laughs> I can't fuck that shit was kind of hard though. All right. So how does that make y'all feel? You know, um, you know, they they I've heard they've been taking back some land from the white farmers, the borders. I've heard it. Swing in my arms. Oh Lord Jesus. Lord, Lord. That's hot though, right? If somebody flipped it, that shit would that shit would go hard. But how how do y'all feel? How, how do y'all feel? Now, I personally don't see anything. Listen, I don't see them busting a the grape like that. I don't see them busting a the grape like that. It sounds good. Metro Boomer would kill it. He sure would. He sure would. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. It sounds good. But in all actuality, you're not going to go around just taking out white farmers and getting your... You're just not going to... You're not going to go on a bloody rampage. Let's so... It sounds good. It's a. It was a feel good moment. You know, everybody's everybody there is all hyped. The mob mentality is taking over. Everybody's getting swept up in the euphoria. It sounds good. It sounds good. But until you, you know, you got to put that shit in action. Nobody's trying to run from farm to land to farm. It's just not. No. No. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. You know what? Let's take a look. How much land are they taking back from the boars? I'm just, I just want to look up and see myself for myself. And, then, and like I said, let me get, let me get you guys' uh, thoughts in the comments. South Africans taking land from the boars. Okay. So this is from 2019. 2019. This is un- this was all under apartheid. So basically, it's South Africa. They want what's theirs. They want back what was taken from them from them under uh, under apartheid. Of, of course, as you would. So this is the South African Boer War. The term Boer derived from the African word for farmer which used to describe the people in Southern Africa who traced their ancestry to Dutch 
German and French Huguenot settlers who arrived in the Cape of Good Hope from 1652. All right, many of these farmers settled in the fertile lands around Cape Town and used slaves, some of whom were brought in from, uh, yeah, 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 the Dutch, yeah, 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 to work their farms. The colony was administered by the Dutch East India Company, yeah, there they they go, for nearly 150 years. The British officially took over the Cape in 1806 during the Napoleonic Wars to prevent it from being occupied by their French enemies. The British attempted to force the Boers to change their way of life. In 1834, they abolished slavery, an act the Boers resented because they believed, as many did, as did many Europeans of uh, descent, that God had established a hierarchy of being in which white Christians were superior to people of indigenous races. Further problems arose when the British made English the official language of the law courts, replacing Africans no longer wishing to live under British rule and vulnerable to attacks by neighboring African tribes. Many Boers began to move north. The migration of more than 10,000 Boers became known as the Great Trek. The Boers eventually moved beyond the Orange and Vaal rivers and established the Orange Free State and the South African Republic. The British recognized the independence of the South African Republic in 1852 and the Orange Free State in 1854. The Boer republics were sparsely populated and most farming communities lived in isolation, linked to each other only by crude wagon trails. Following the custom of their forefathers, the Boers believed a farm should be at least 2,400 hectare or HA in area. I don't know what HA is. I don't think that's hectare. Okay, Boer farms often had no enclosures. The farmhouse was surrounded by open pasture, a few fields of crops, and maybe an orchard. The house itself would be built from clay and usually consisted of two modestly furnished rooms. Uh, while the British viewed the Boers as a backward and stubborn people, the Boers strongly believed that their way of life with its own language and staunch really... Come on, man. Africa is 80% melanated people. Y'all should have been got these motherfuckers up out of here, man. Y'all should have been got these people up out of here. This shouldn't even should be an issue. You're 80% of the population. Here we go. Kill the Boer song feels backlash in South Africa and U.S. Right-wing commentators claim that an old apartheid chant is called anti-white violence, but historians and the left-wing politicians who embrace it say it should not be taken literally. Okay. Now the political rally was winding down when the harsh leader of a leftist South African party grabbed the microphone and began to stomp and chant. Thousands of supporters joined in, and when he reached the climax, they pointed their fingers in the air like guns. Kill the boar. Julius Malima chanted. Oh, that's who that was. Julius Malima. Okay. Referring to white farmers, the crowd in the stadium in Johannesburg on Saturday roared back in approval. A video clip of that moment shot across the internet and was seized upon some by some Americans on the far right who said that it was a call to violence. That notion really took off when Elon Musk, the South African-born billionaire who left the country as a teenager, chimed in. Uh-oh. This is y'all boy, right? Elon Free Speech Musk. He says they are openly pushing for genocide of white people in South Africa. Ah. Uh, interesting. Interesting. In recent years, people on the right in South Africa and the United States, including former President Donald Trump, have seized on attacks on white farmers to make the false claim that there have been mass killings. Of course, which it hasn't been. Mr. Malima leads the Economic uh, Freedom Fighters, a party that advocates taking white-owned land to give back to black South Africans. That has made his embrace of the chant all the more disturbing to some whites. 
Despite the words, the song should not be taken as a literal call to violence. According to Mr. Malima and veterans and historians of the anti-apartheid struggle, it has been around for decades. One of the many battle cries of the anti-apartheid movement that remain a defining feature of the country's political culture. The chant was born at a time when black South Africans were fighting a violent racist regime and was made popular in the early 1990s by Peter Mukaba, a former youth leader in the African National Congress. But the ANC, the Liberation Party that has governed South Africa since the beginning of multiracial de- democracy th- nearly 30 years ago, distanced itself uh, in 2012, the same year it expelled Mr. Malima for his incendiary statements. Uh, Bagani, who teaches politics at the University of Johannesburg, recalled struggle songs from the apartheid days in which people proclaimed that they were going to march to Pretoria, the capital city, or that Nelson Mandela would be released from prison the next morning. The people singing those songs were not actually planning to march to Pretoria, nor did they really think that Mr. Mandela was about to be released. Okay, Mandela effect. Mandela effect. I still remember him dying in prison. I still remember Mandela dying in prison. Okay. I still remember Mandela dying in prison. Talk to me. Talk to me. Who all remembers Mandela dying in prison? Tell me I'm not crazy. Who all remembers Mandela dying in prison? Yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> they had a fake Mandela in front of us. You remember? Okay. All right. So we crazy together. We crazy together. All right. Okay. So we crazy together. When he was a hoe, I had to say, okay. Okay. To Winnie's defense. I mean, she still was like riding for him, right? Doing, she was out here murdering people, right? Yeah, I mean, when he was out here putting hits on people, I mean, she had to get a freak on. I mean, her man's in prison for life. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would understand, you know? Okay, so we all remember. So we we crazy together. All right, that's all I needed. That's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to know. Okay, that's what's up. I appreciate that. That's what's up. All right. Let's get to the 50 greatest hip hop execs. And I wish DJ um, music was here for this because I would love to get his take on who they on on these picks. What's this? What is this? Hold up. Okay. What is this? Give me one moment. Let me move some stuff around. Okay, delete. Okay, what is this AP article news? What is this article? What am I looking at? What am I looking at? Yo, if somebody clipped that song and, and, and turn it into a hook, I'm with it. 
you know, I don't care. I don't care for Afro beat songs like that anyway, but that would be a fire ass song. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm gonna run through these pretty quick because it's all I'm already I'm already been like an hour an hour and a half running my mouth. All right, the 50 greatest hip hop executives of all time. Okay, y'all ready? This is variety. Everybody has their own list. Let's get into it. Number 50, 50 Cent. How appropriate. Number 50, 50 Cent. I'm dying to hear you guys' comments. Number 49, Dallas Austin. Number 48, Jay Brown. Okay, yeah, he worked, used to work at Quincy Jones's company, then in Electro Def Jam, blah, 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 Jay-Z, blah, 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 blah. Number 40, who is this? Number 40, what, what number is this? What number is this? God damn it. You know what? And just no, in no order, let's just go. Uh, Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell. Next, we, this is way, listen, if this is a numerical number, this is way too low for Lior. Stop playing, man. Everybody knows Leo is top 10 exec. Top 10, top 5 ever. This is silly. This is silly. Next up, we got Sean Combs. Would I put Puffy over Leo? Probably. Probably. But this can't clearly can't be in any numerical order. Like, this can't be. Next up, we got Dame Dash and Kareem Burke. And oh, Kayambo Joshua. I get it. You might as well put them all three. I get it. I get it. Next up, Dr. Dre. Oof, he looks bad. He looks like Boyce Watkins. Why? Wait, wait, y'all. Wait, 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 wait. It's random. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, because I about to say these rankings, it would have been shit rankings. Why does Dr. Dre look like Boyce Watkins? Why does Dr. Dre look like Boyce Watkins? What is going on here? <laughs> Leor, li- listen, Leor can kill whoever's careers. They don't want to act right. Leor be like, I got something for you. <laughs> Why does Dr. Dre look like Boyce Watkins? Come on, y'all talk to me. Talk to me. Why, why, why does he look like Boyce Watkins? Y'all, this ain't the Dre that I remember. But let's continue. Let's continue. Jermaine Dupree. E four E forty. What the what did he do? Let me see what he, what they what all they say he did. Let's see. E forty entrepreneur from the jump. Found a sick with a records. Da, 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 da. Uh, launched a foot brand. Liquors. Ice cream. Food business, Filipino food, but no, this ain't, this ain't got shit to do with no, 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 Clubhouse, SpaceX, no, all these moves are not music business related, that's why I can't put him, I couldn't put him on this list, all these moves he's made, which is cool, but these are not music business related moves, these are not, you're asking my opinion, E-40 does not belong on this list. These are not music business related moves. You understand? 
This is not music, business related moves. He does not belong on this list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, this ain't it. Let's continue. Easy E, of course. Gazi, this is the owner of Empire Records. Give him, give him his respect. He likes to take out insurance on, on problematic rappers that like to live a, a thuggalicious lifestyle and they end up getting killed and he collects the money. I, I, there's no problems here. I see nothing wrong here. I'm not being a hater. I'm not being... Okay, we're going to go through everybody's accolades. Everybody on this list makes music business moves. This shit here is not these are not music business moves. These are not music business deals. Put him on on one of the best hip hop independent entrepreneurs. That's cool. As but one of the greatest do No, this is greatest top 50 hip hop executives. No. No music business moves. All right, sorry, sorry. This ain't got shit to do with no music business. The shit he's done, stop, stop. Guys, he's on here. Irv Gotti, of course. Julie Greenwald, former Def Jam, still doing her thing. Ethiopia had to marry him. She's a QC in them people. She's a big deal. She's a beautiful woman. She's a big deal. She's a big deal. Andre Harrell, of course, of course. Stephen Hill, this is the guy that likes to force himself upon people at when he was at BET. If you didn't do things, favors for him, he wouldn't let you on or perform. This is the guy that you talk about a male Lizzo. This is like the male Lizzo, but 10 times worse. This guy was one of the top dogs at BET's uh, executive programming. Everybody knows about Stephen Hill, good or bad. Let's continue. Oh, yeah, listen, it's smart. Listen, and I have no issues with Ghazi. I had listen, if you're a label owner and five of your top selling rap artists live a lifestyle that's not gonna guarantee them they're gonna live to 40, yes, you would be it would behoove you to take out insurance policies on them. Every label does it, Jay Prince does it, Suge Knight did it. So it can't be too evil. It can't be too evil. All right. Come on, let's continue. Yeah, Stephen Hill is like the male Lizzo on steroids. Kathy Hughes, this is uh old girl with the uh, TV show, right? Radio One. Okay, yeah, she's Radio One. Yeah, yeah, okay. Jimmy Iovine, without question. Jay Z, I guess, I guess. Craig Coleman, this is Atlantic Records when it was Atlantic Records before he got merged into Warner. You know, we, uh, with all that good stuff. But Craig Coleman, yes, belongs on this list. Suge Knight, without question. Deborah Lee, CEO, or not the, the acting CEO of BET at one point. Fine. Coach, yeah, Coach K, Pierre, QC. Of course, of course. Chris Lighty, yes, indeedy, indeed, indeed. Let's continue. Lil John, ah, let's see what all they say he did. Mm, hey, he's still doing his thing so yeah I guess he has a, a TV show now like rent it or RV fix it or something like that Lil Wayne yes Lil Wayne has given us two hip hop goats say what you want Lil Wayne has given us two of hip hop's 
current goats. Really, you could say three because I put him at, at one point. He was the goat. So we'll say three. Wayne, Nikki, and Drake. Wayne, Nikki, and Drake. That's three goats of hip hop. Yes, he belongs on this list. He belongs on this list. Let's continue. Kevin Lyles, of course. Master P, of course. Mark Pitts, yes. Yes, Mark Pitts. By Storm, right? Was it By Storm? RCA, yeah, there we go. By Storm. Yeah, I knew it. Okay, I knew, I knew I was right. Okay. Uh, John Platt, this is Big John Platt. Um, BMI Publishing, right? BMI Sony. Okay, he's at, I don't know, he's over at Warner Chapel. But Big John Platt. This is the guy to get you them big publishing checks. Call him Big John because Big John was like at the time like 6'4", 280. He was a big dude. Big, big, big dude. All right. Jay Prince, of course. Yes. L.A. Reid. Yes, yes, yes. Sylvia Roan. I would still. I would smash. I don't care how old she is. I would smash Sylvia Roan respectfully. I would smash. And when he, and when he be looking for no record deal, I'd be like, look, I just want to smash. <laughs> Steve Rifkin, of course. Steve Rifkin, of course. G. Robertson, this is Kanye's boy. G. Robertson, Kanye's boy, of course. He's made major, major moves. Sylvia Robinson, shout out to DJ Music. This is for you, bro. Sylvia Robinson. Sylvia Robinson. Sugar Hill Records. DJ Music, wherever you at, this is for you, brethren. All right. All right. Let's continue. Rick Rubin, of course. The wild-haired mystic magician warlock. He's all that and then some. The RZA. Well, you know what? Then you might as well put power and, and um, divine with RZA. Because it just wasn't the RZA. See, I don't like this. I don't like this. You better put the RZA, power, and divine as a tandem. I don't like this. Because RZA was not able to do what he did without Power and Divine. Let's not do that. That's disrespectful to Power and Mitchell Mitchell Divine. Mona Scott, of course. Ain't she Haitian? Yeah. She she done got them reality checks and then lost her freaking mind. And <laughs> But I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Tommy Silverman, of course. Yes, indeed. Russell Simmons, of course. Shakir Stewart, of course. That's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Who else? Who else? Steve Stout, without question. Top Dog Punch. Hmm. Ooh, I wouldn't put him on this list because, for me, his body of work, even though he got Kendrick, for me, his body of work is not long enough for me. I would not put Punch on this list. Everybody on this list has at least 30 plus years in the game. Top Dog has SZA and Kendrick. Not that's not enough for me. That's not that's not enough for me. Yeah, he's only he's had about a 10 year run. Nah, that's not good enough for me. That's not good enough for me. Wait, you you oh, but Avid, hold up. You forget Mona Scott and Chris Lighty ran Violator Management together before she went to the reality show it was chris lighty and mona scott with violator magic violator had everybody bro 
You weren't nobody unless you were signed to violator management. Yeah. Got to give her, I got to give Mona Scott her respect just off that. Ryan Turner, this is Priority Records. Baby and Slim, of course. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Boy, I feel like some people are are left off this list and and the names can't, I can't come up with their names right now, but I feel like there's a few people left off this list. Top Dog should not be on this list and E-40 definitely should not be on this list. You got to be fucking kidding me. But please don't sit here and tell me E-40's business moves are on par with these men and women here, business, music business-wise. Everybody on this list is still involved in the music business and still making moves in the music business. Making a goddamn ice cream sandwich line is not music business. Sorry. 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 Okay. Yeah, there's a few execs that's that's slipping my mind. And I can't even it I can't even think of it right now. It'll come to me in a minute, in a, in a day or so. You know? Okay. Am I forgetting anything else? Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. The first woman to die by the electric chair. Yeah, Jerry Heller, Rico Wade, you know, Yandy, ooh, Yandy, see, there you go. Now y'all talking. Yeah, Andre Harrell was on there. See, now y'all talking my language. Okay. Okay. Man, I, I ain't forget Schoolboy Q, but he ain't done shit. <laughs> he ain't done shit. <laughs> he ain't done shit. Punch ain't, I'm sorry, TD, they, they ain't done shit. No. Hey, I, 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 I know how Sylvia, how bad Sylvia can be, but I would, I would, smack, I would fuck shit out of that old woman. You understand me? I would stretch her the fuck out. I would stretch Sylvia. I would knock all those fucking cobwebs out of her shit. I would knock. I would stretch her shit out. You understand? Yeah, but you want some more of that blueberry cobbler? Yes. I want some more of this blackberry cobbler. Yes. All right. Let me um. <laughs> No, Larry, you hella late, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? God damn. Bro, it's already motherfucking 1030. Yes, Jay Prince was there. On Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. But don't sit here and tell me. No, you're right, Martina. Good good pick. No, Deb Antney. No, she was not on the list. Okay, you know what? Let me run it back. No, Gerald Busby. Nope, from MCA. Nope. Gerald Bubsy is another great one. You know what? Let me do y'all. I'll fucking do it solid. Damn it. Let me run back. Run it back again for y'all. Whoever came late to class. God damn it. All right. You ready? Here we go. 50 Cent. Dallas Austin. Jay Brown. Luke Campbell. Lior Cohen. Sean Combs. Uh, Dame and Kiambo and Kareem. Or Biggs. Dre, Dre, once again, Dre looks like 
Boyce Watkins. Don't tell me cloning ain't real. Let's continue. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree. E40 should not be on this list. Don't don't debate me. Don't debate me. Don't add me. There's no way this nigga should be on a on a hip hop greatest hip hop executives. Stop. Easy E. Gazi. That's Empire Records. Irv Gotti. Julie Greenwald, Ethiopia have to marry him. This is a beautiful woman. This is a beautiful woman. I would poke holes in the condom. I would poke holes in the condom. Andre Harrell, Stephen Hill, Mr. Nasty Man, Kathy Hughes, Jimmy Iovine, Jay-Z, Craig Coleman, Suge Knight, Deborah Lee, Coach K and P, QC, Chris Lighty, Lil John, Lil Wayne, Kevin Lyles, Master P, Mark Pitts, John Platt, Big John Platt, Jay Prince, L.A. Reed, Sylvia. I would, I would dog fuck this woman. Do you understand me? Okay, Steve Rifkin, G. Robertson, Sylvia Robinson, Rick Rubin, RZA. How, how you gonna have? I'm this. This bothers me. You don't have a Wu Tang without divine and power. This is disrespectful. Thank you. Mona Scott, Tommy Silverman, Russell, Shakir, Steve Stout, Punch from TDE should not be on this list. Sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not apologizing. Don't at me. Don't debate me. Brian Turner, Baby and Slim. And there you go. That's it. Your top 50 greatest hip hop executives, according to Variety. According to Variety. Now. I want to do this real quick and I'm going to get up out of here. The first woman to die uh, by the electric chair. No T. Ferris. No. Uh, who's homeboy from. No, no boy. No, Tony Draper. No Tony Draper. No Michael 5000 Watts. Huh? Exactly. But y'all was like E40. No. Sorry. No. No, exactly. No D and Y. Wait, no, a D Y and Siobhan from Rough Riders. Nope, no Rough Riders. No Eminem. Nope. Listen, Ethiopia is a fine woman. Listen, I'm I'm poking holes, man. I'm sitting here. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Be like, oh, she's gonna be like, where? I'm I'm late. What? You're late, honey? Are you okay? No, is that what I want? Oh, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> All the while, I'm just laugh, evil laugh. All right, let's let's get to this. The first woman um, executive. See, that's the thing. Executive producers. Them lines are kind of blurred because a lot of these executives are producers. But we're talking just strictly executive business moves. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because if you're going to have Timberland, you might as well put Teddy Riley on there. Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. See, where do you make the, make the distinction when it comes to producers that make business moves? They got to have a distinction somewhere. Yeah, Tom Silverman. Like, it's a whole bunch of cats they left off. Uh, David Geffen. Jeffrey Katzenberg. How do you not have David Geffen on this? Or um um the guy from Atlantic Records the the uh, what's his name he signed um 
what's the nigga name? Ray Charles. Who signed Ray Charles? Armet Ar- Ar- Ergen. Ahmed Ergen. It's not even on this list. Right? Yeah, no slip and slide, no Ted Lucas. Yeah, I, I met Erkin from Atlantic back in the in the forties and fifties. He signed he signed um Ray Charles. So there's a lot of people they left off this list. But y'all show was like E forty. No. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no John McClain. Come on, man. That's a yeah, this list is boo boo. Alright, let's do this real quick. Let me do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 There's no way E40 is on it makes that list. Um, let's go. On February 7th, 1898, a heated argument erupted between Martha Place and her husband, William. Following William's departure, Martha, consumed by anger, looked for Ida, or Ida. Ida, his teenage daughter, so she was a stepmom, his teenage daughter who had taken her father's side during the altercation. When Ida defiantly shut the door in Martha's face and enraged Martha seized a bottle of acid from William's desk and callously hurled it upon the 17-year-old's countenance. That's her face. She threw acid in her stepdaughter's face. Subsequently, Martha smothered Ida to death using the bedding at hand. Armed with an axe, she then patiently awaited her husband's return. Later that evening, as William ascended the steps leading to their brownstone, Martha assaulted him. Despite his harrowing encounter, William managed to escape and get help. Soon after, the authorities discovered a horrifying scene within where Ida's lifeless body lay disfigured, her eyes distorted and blood oozing from her mouth. Martha was arrested and underwent trial during which the gravity of her crime was deemed so abhorrent that she became the first woman to be executed by the electric chair, a method previously unused for female offenders. Okay. This is the first woman to die by the electric chair. Old Sparky. is what they used to call it. Old Sparky. All right. Just a little history for y'all. Okay. 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 All right, um, I'm going to get out of here. I got some editing to do. I will be editing my bars tonight. Yo, um, <laughs> email me, K2B2. <laughs> email me, bro. <laughs> I mean, if you really want me on there, I'm, I'm, I, I got it. Shit. <laughs> I, I'm going to start writing tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. Yeah. I'm gonna, we about to do this pivot. We about to start this YouTube URL. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay, so I'm gonna get out of here. What leave those bars alone, sis? Don't don't sleep on my bars. Like I ain't wrote I ain't wrote in I don't know ten years. Don't don't sleep on me. I still got it though. Shit, I still got it. No Barry Gordy. No Clive Davis. Exactly. This list is boo-boo. No Dick Griffey. Exactly. This list is boo-boo. But y'all was E-40, bro. <laughs> Thank you, Martina. Thank you. You know what? Come on. Hey, no, no diss, no malice. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a proponent of violence. But come on, y'all. Let's go out. Let's go out with a bang. This shit was hot fire. 
Let's end this show with some hot fire. Come on, let's go. Shoot to kill the mother, kill the poor, the farmer, kill the poor, the farmer. Brr, pa, pa, brr, pa, pa. Attention. That shit, whoever, somebody get a jump on that shit. That's your next hit right there. Quit playing. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good night, peace.